Did you know you can protect your profile with a pin? Well, Disney Plus sent me that as an email, so that's exciting. Lovely. What's up, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to HCS Pro Talk, your weekly AOE sports podcast. My name is Josh, a.k.a. J.K. Fire. Actually, I guess I should say this is episode 227 for the week of March 20th, 2022. The title of this episode is Cheaters No Cheating. To all the Dora fans out there, what's up? My name is Josh, a.k.a. J.K. Fire. This week, I'm joined by the man who is growing out that facial hair. Will, a.k.a. I am Mr. Mayhem. Will, how are you doing? I'm doing fine, man. How are you? You know, I, when I grow up my facial hair, I look like a uh, hillbilly looking ass. You just look suave as shit. Look at you. You know, it's, it's not perfect. I got some spots to work on, but, but hey, it's you getting got there. trimmed along the line here. Like you're looking good, man. Looking fresh. I got like a, yeah. When my, so I wasn't able to do this before cause of my workplace and they said, said, screw that. We can now have like up to an inch in length or whatever. So I bought a little kit and like putting oil in it and doing the whole thing. And it's, it's going well. Look at you. Oh man. If you guys see, if you guys see Will at Kansas city, make sure you, uh, you compliment his beard that he's got going on. No, no, don't, don't. Okay, fine. I will for you. <laughs> Will, do you want to know what's uh, coming up on this week's episode of the show? Let's hear it. All right. Well, uh, we're going to start off with saying that Heinz is the GOAT. Uh, we got some clarification from him on the upcoming HCS. Uh, I, I only I specifically asked about the North American tournament, but there was a lot of confusion around the upcoming open tournament um, that will provide accommodation, travel accommodations for two teams from each region to go to Kansas city. Um, so we got some clarification information on that. You won't want to miss it. Uh, oxygen esports looks to breathe new life into their roster. You like that fucking pun? Why? Oh, I typed it out and everything felt phenomenal. Um, tournaments are announced and recapped. Will's going to have lots of fun going through teams. Uh, believe it or not, halo infinite anti-cheat actually exists Holy shit, it's crazy. Nobody knew. I didn't know, but it's there. We're going to talk about that. Uh, we have the return of the Reflection Corner. An old segment that uh, we haven't had in quite some time, Will. Yeah. And uh, we still haven't gotten wind chimes as the, uh, the sound effects for it. Yeah. It just popped into my head that like we joked that we were going to do something like that. Um, the NYSL makes a team change and wait for it actually wins. Gears, Gears Esports is ending. And of course, we end the show off with video games as always. Uh, yes, Jamar, that is correct. No wind chimes, Sag. Uh, Jamar, for those who may not know, is going back and listening to every single episode up until now. Uh, and so you got to know all about the Reflection Corner um, from back in the day. Uh, those who are turning into live show, welcome, uh, risky drew. Good to see you as well. Hope you guys have had a great night. And, uh, for those who are just listening to the audio version or checking out the VOD, thank you as well. Hope you guys are having a great, whatever the fuck time of day it is for you too. Well, without further ado, let's get into some competitive news. Tournament announcement. This is by Xbox and noobcombo.com. Xbox has announced the HCS Kansas City Game Pass has PC games. Oh my God, that name is still terrible. Open Series 4v4 restricted to North America. 
we're the winning team. We'll win an all-expense-paid trip to the HCS major in Kansas City and the chance to represent version one. That's right. The Rocker and version one are getting involved. That's fucking rad. It's interesting. Maybe maybe this is their opportunity to like feel the team, you know? Maybe get their, their feet wet in the in the HCS scene, you know? Who knows? Kind of fun though. I like it. Gonna see some teams, uh, gonna see a team rocking the uh the purple and black. It's gonna be a good time. Um speaking of Kansas City, a couple more things. First off, team passes are on sale right now. Now, and to to my knowledge, as we are recording this show, they are not sold out. Um, this very very well could change into the night. This very well could change tomorrow morning, whatever it may be. But I believe as we are recording this right now, team passes are not sold out. So if you want a team pass, which includes um, room for four players and a coach, so five people total, then please go ahead and purchase that and uh, get your asses over to Kansas City for the major. And then the final piece of news that we have for the uh, Kansas City accommodation clarification. This is by Heinz over on the HCS team. Um, for the upcoming HCS, HCS North American Open Tournament for Kansas City travel accommodation, that is what the winners receive, top two teams from each region, right? So for North America specifically, while 512 teams can sign up for this tournament, they increased the cap today. So up to 512 teams for North America can sign up. Only the top 16 teams based on HCS points will be able to compete within the tournament. And this is all once signups close on March 31st, 2022. So at the end of this month, okay? So while 512 teams can sign up, only the top 16 based off of HCS points will actually be competing in the tournament. Teams that already have travel accommodation, that includes like Fnatic, Space Station, they'll be unable to sign up and compete within this tournament due to the prize being travel accommodation to HCS Kansas City. All right? So there you go. And thank you, Heinz, for the clarification. And believe it or not, that's it, Will. For the competitive news. Your upcoming tournaments of the week presented by NoobCombo.com. Check out NoobCombo.com for all your Halo Esports needs. And you can buy their merch as well. Daily tournaments, uh, UMG, Halo Agent, and First Blood, they all have daily tournaments taking place. So go ahead and feel free to sign up for those. On Monday, March 21st, that's today, we have the HCS FFA Series for Mexico, Australia, New Zealand, EU, and NA, the SLG and First Blood 4v4, and the Esports Arena Series E-Tournaments. Tomorrow, Tuesday, March 22nd, we have the Oath X and First Blood 2v2. Oath is getting her own 2v2 series. That's fucking awesome. The LVTs on Monday, Tuesday, open number five. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good string of like a... A name for a tournament right there. And the Halo Rec League FFA Series Week Number 2. And then on Thursday, March 21st, we have the HCS Open Series for North America, the final. So the top eight teams that Will will go through um, 
a little bit later on in the show, those eight teams made it to this week's final, which will be taking place on Thursday. On Friday, March 25th, we have the Knights Arena Monthly Halo Infinite 4v4, the First Blood and Shady 4v4 series, the LFTG Halo Infinite 2v2, and the HCS EU Super 2022. That is a three-day event uh, from the 25th through the 27th of this month. And then on Saturday, March 26th, we have the Contender Esports March Madness LAN, the Unified Esports Festival LAN, and the Community Gaming Halo Infinite 4v4. Links to everything will be in the Google Doc of the show notes of the show, exclamation point show notes in chat if you're watching live, or go over to noobcombo.com and their events tab, and everything will be listed right there for you as well. Feel free to sign up if you're able for the tournaments that you are actually able to sign up for. And that's it. For the upcoming terms of the week presented by noobcombo.com. Check out noobcombo.com for all Halo Sports needs. Well, what do we got next? Roster Mania! Just one piece for Roster Mania this week. Uh, if you don't know by now, Cherished is in on Oxygen Esports. I'm not going to say my pun again because I think it was it was dumb to begin with. You know? I, yeah, I think people would appreciate that. <laughs> they got it once. That's all you they need. You think so? All right, fine. Fuck it. Well, I had my fill. So. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm surprised. We are, I am surprised with how much uh, you've dove into the puns on the show considering how much you hate them. Are you saying that this roster change didn't take your breath away? Damn it. Okay. Scrim recaps? Yeah, we'll move on. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> Scream recaps. Uh, if you didn't already know this, you can go over to halodatahive.com and you can go uh, check out all Scrim recaps for all regions, not just North America. But uh, there are a few that I wanted to call out from our home region here in North America. Um, those three being Sentinels uh, beating Phase 11 to 2. And the reason why I call that out is because uh, Fays haven't been performing well lately. They they didn't have a good enough Anaheim finish. We already knew that. Uh, it seems like things haven't really translated well in scrims. Scrims are just scrims. We know that. Um, a true test for them will be Kansas City for sure, especially considering there are less teams um, making it into champ bracket. So this will be a really big deal seeing how they place the talent is there. The raw talent is there, but we've seen how it translates and it doesn't translate incredibly well, but we'll have to wait and see. And then, um, the one everybody was waiting for. Yes. Um, again, on March 17th, we had optic gaming going up against cloud nine. This was probably the scrim that people were looking forward to the most because cloud nine a doesn't scrim very often and B optic have been destroying literally everybody in scrims. So take this as you will, but it was eight to five going in the hands of optic gaming. So optic gaming won the scrim over cloud nine. Um, I will say it was closer than basically every other scrim that optic has had. So maybe that's something to say. Um, I don't want. Okay. I want to be pleasantly surprised at the KC major. 
I really do. Like, I, I want this optic roster to do phenomenally, right? It's just, I don't want people to get too excited over all of these scrim results, especially over the Cloud Nine win. Because we've talked about it multiple times, right? Who knows if teams are actually giving strategies away, right? Who knows if they're actually giving it their all during the scrim? It is online versus land. There's there's a lot of factors in play here that make that I don't want people to jump to conclusions based off the score that they're seeing and being like, oh my God, they are the best team in the world. Because as of right now, they're not. Cloud9 are still the best team in the world. But not, not only that, they're handily the best team in the world. Based off of land performances. Land dominance, basically. The true test is Kansas City. That'll be the, the true test of everything that we've seen so far. The culmination of all these scrim results. Has the team been gelling properly? The land is the major test. Oh, no pun intended on that one. I didn't even think about that. That was good. Thank you. Let's see when they're not intended. That's that's when they're good. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> um, um, I was, ahead. I did watch some of this scrim and um, I feel like Optic was giving their all. They were muting their streams before some of the games and talking strategy about like where to go. Um, tips on what they cloud nine might do things like that. It seemed like that's what they were getting into and they didn't want to give that away. So okay. I know optic was at least giving it, giving it a go. You know what I mean? Was and anybody on cloud nine streaming? Not that I know of. Typically they don't. So that's why I was. And then yeah, um, I think optic went up like four to one. Awesome. Or three to one in the, in the, in the scrim and like, there was a message like, like you guys still want to go or keep going or something like that. Like it almost seemed like cloud nine, like optic thought cloud nine wanted to finish the scrim early and they had to like, be like, yo, are we still doing this? And then they, they continued to play obviously. Huh? So I I don't know if maybe someone had to get up and go to the bathroom and that's what the delay was. Right. Like who knows what it was, but there was kind of that, that point where it was like, is this still good? You know? So who knows, who knows how, involved cloud nine was you just don't know you don't know their perspective so that's really weird okay well lands the true test so and optic looked good they did look good in the scrim that's good to know a few uh few close games and just uh it's it's kind of there was close ones and then there was dominant ones it's it's the up and down optic we've seen where you don't know sure and i mean if the result the result's the result they went up fast and quick and then it kind of got Weird from there. Like Cloud9 seemed to claw their way back in the farther it went. Okay. Well, let's talk about close series then as well, because on March 18th, another scrim took place. And this is another reason why I don't want people to get super excited over scrims specifically. Because E United beat Cloud9 as well in a scrim seven to six. So, yeah, I don't really have much to make of this. Good job to E-United on winning in a scrim versus Cloud9. Yeah, I, w- I wish I would have known this was happening. I didn't see this one. Yep. Um, and it's funny because E-United called themselves a land team after Raleigh. Yes. And then they come out and perform like that. But again, you don't know the 
amount of effort being put put in from either team. That's the thing. And I know that I, what I've seen multiple times is that after a game has taken place in a scrim, uh, I'll hear people mute because they'll talk things over with their team yeah. and whatnot. I've seen it happen with Spartan and so on and so forth. Um, so, yeah, I, again, I just don't want people to get their hopes up so much based off of a scrim result. Because realistically, because the pro series is not taking place, this is all we have to go off of. Yeah, you which know? is weird too. Yeah. It's just we don't have that high-level competition yeah. going into a major to get some sort of like precedent set of what's happening. It's one of the things that I fondly miss from the early H5 days. But this also does leave us with some intriguing like, oh, who's going to play swear? Who's going to do what at this major? Because we just don't know right now. Right. The thing that I'd love to see eventually, whether they decide to bring this back or not, are scheduled like weekly matches. Have your, I don't know if you do like a modification of this format at all, um, but I would love to see the quote unquote pro, pro league make a return. And I've talked about this a long time ago. But like I, I really did love the the storylines that you'd have week to week, and then you would lead up to regional like finals on yeah. LAN. To, you know, wasn't the well, didn't that hurt the whole open scene though? Having a pro series, sure, for sure. But the thing that I liked about it was that you had your relegated teams as well that would have to fight in open style events. Right. If they placed what seventh, eighth or something like yeah, that, then yeah. you'd be bumped into the pro league spots, right? You'd always have those two fluctuating spots. There was always a, like a sort of opportunity yeah. for a team in that AM style or, or a uh, um, semi-pro status to bump their way up into a professional status, really make a name for themselves. And I think with infinite being so young, I, I like I said, it doesn't need to be like tit for tat. It doesn't need to be that exact thing, but I'd love to see, I I just miss that that consistent content, I guess you could say. What what if part know. of being a partnered team with the HCS is that you did compete? Like these scrims would technically just be like uh matches that okay. you could watch, right? The I don't best of, like but you want the tournament style. I too. do. I, I like the I liked the uh the official aspect of it. And everything was casted every week. Like they would be in the ESL studios or whatever it may, it may be. Yeah. Um, Cause it's, it's, it's almost like, a like, if you think about it, it's like a mini professional sports season where like the, the, the pro league games leading up to a big tournament were like your regular season, the big yeah. tournaments, the playoffs and championships. Absolutely. That's that's exactly it. And that's a perfect analogy for it too, because it, it really did kind of feel like that. Like you've hit, you, you have your, you have your football Sundays, right? Now, obviously, footballs are almost footballs almost every day of the week at this point. <laughs> almost, but like you have you had your dedicated time where matches are scheduled, like basketball games. You have you have multiple a week. Uh, hockey games, you have multiple a week, whatever it may be, right? And yeah, I just I just miss that. I really just miss that. That's what it is. Uh, Jamar says seems like a next year thing to me uh, since they have their current roadmap at the moment. Absolutely. Oh yeah. And that's the thing is that like like I said, since Infinite is so Infinite Esports is so early. Like it's so young at this point in time, uh, I'd love for like a season two, um, for this to be flirted with in a, a little bit. Like I just I, yeah I I loved being able to see the schedule that they had of upcoming matches, 
and like get excited for potential new storylines, new rivalries, whatever it may be that were coming out of it. And then that just ties right into the next regional or major event that was taking place because you'd have that established rivalry or something that was taking place. Um, and you'd have a lot more statistics to go off of. Um, players get more practice in as well. It just, I just love the consistency within the scene. It felt really good in the early Halo 5 life cycle. So, yeah, just something I'd love to see. Um, but yeah, E United being Cloud9 in a scrim, cool to see. Um, we've seen what E United are able to do on LAN. Uh, we also saw them falter a little bit. So it's just, they need to be more consistent. They have the talent as well. They put in a lot of work. They put in a lot of practice. You hear them talk about it all the time. It's just clutching up what they need to, and they know what they need to do. Like I said last so. week, I loved that Ryan Noob, for part of his stream, just went over his own film review, seeing where he could be better, make better decisions in the situations that presented themselves. Absolutely. Did you watch the, uh, I mean, we have it in the community creations as well, but did you watch the Eclipse uh, episode two, the I, United docuseries? I did not. They, it goes over um, their, how they did in Anaheim. Mm. And Ryan Noob is consistently talking in there about how, like even if they lose a game or they lose a series or whatever it may be, they, he talks about it all the time. He's like, we know what we need to do. Like we know, we know what we need to go back and watch. We know like he, he is that rock. It yeah. seems for that team. hundred yeah. percent. Spartan is that um, emotional, not in a bad way. He's that, he's that emotional, like hype man, like go getter. He's going to fucking do the dirty work. And, uh, He's the one screaming if, if someone pops huh, off. Of course, yeah. Right? And then you have Ryan Noob, who's the... I mean, he'll pop off too, but it's just two completely different dynamics. And I think they... Believe it or not, I was I was skeptic at first. They work really well together, so... It's like the two two villains coming together to work towards a common yeah, goal. Yeah, seriously. Seriously. Oh. Um, but no, I'm, I'm excited to see what they do at Kansas City. Uh, yeah, it's just... There's a, there's a lot of... A lot of things up in the air when it comes to this major that's coming up. And the the lowered amount of teams that are going to championship bracket, like the amount of teams that are going to be coming from around the world. We knew what Raleigh was, right? This is That was their test. That was their taste of it all. And now everybody has more practice in the game. Yep. And Cloud9, we want Cloud9 to have more competition at that high at that top level, right? We don't want to see them steamroll every single event. Good for them for winning, don't get me wrong. But we always talked about we don't want Sentinels winning all the time. Like we don't want um, Splice winning all the time when they were high in H five. Like we don't want Cloud Nine to be winning all the time. We want, we want there to be hell. If if the top four teams were all vying for that top spot, that'd be incredible. You know. Yeah, where you just don't know how a game like you just hate going in being like, oh, for just for example, like if if. Phase was more competitive. Like when they go up against Cloud9, you never know if they're going to knock them out. Or if, same thing, Oxygen against freaking Phase or or Optic even. Like just tight competitiveness at the top just makes it that much more exciting. Yes, and if you if we didn't have, um, if we didn't have, like, I mean, everybody always says they want like game fives, game sevens mm -hmm. all the time. Yeah, like. From a viewing standpoint, it could be draining, but regardless, it's just, if we, if we had those types of series for the top four teams, the top six teams all the time vying for that top spot, it'd be so much more engaging to be like, 
anybody can fucking take this. It's not, it's not cloud nine steamrolling four Oh at, at Raleigh. It's not, it's not cloud nine steamrolling four two. Right. Yeah. It's you have teams actually competing for that top spot neck and neck all the way through anybody's game. And that's, that's what we want to see. But again, congrats to cloud nine for steamrolling. That's cool. You guys are clearly the better team in all regards right now. We just want to see other teams competing too. Um, Jamar says we saw them get challenged, uh, though recently, which was encouraging fanatic was the team, right? Yeah. Yeah. But that's the, that's the thing though, is that I again, I don't want people, I was happy for fanatic. Don't get me wrong. But if I'm not mistaken, that was a pool play game where they brought him to like, was it a game five or something like that? But I think it was a pool play match. It's just, yeah, that's fucking awesome that it happened, but, or maybe it was the first match of that day. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. It's just awesome for Fnatic to bring him that far, but. Once the series was over, you saw where the gap in competition was at that point. Because you saw where Fnatic went, and then you saw where Cloud9 went. So nothing against Fnatic. They obviously have more work to do. Every team has more work to do. It's just, yeah, good for them for doing what they did in that series. But it's about carrying it through throughout the rest of the tournament. Um, well, that's it for the, the scrim recaps I had. Just the three, even though we carried on a little bit longer than that. Uh, Kansas City, the true major test for all the teams associated. Don't take scrims as end-all, be-all scenarios, okay? Just don't do it. Don't get your hopes up. We all want to see Optic succeed because it just means more competition at the top. But just take everything with a grain of salt. It's just a scrim. Will, what do we got for the tournament league recaps over the last week? We'll start off with the Halo Rec League FFA series results. Here are your week one leaders. And they include a Sunny Shadow, Beastish, uh, Chato So Sweaty, E7's Infinite, E Vilified, Golden Gunny, or Guy, Golden Guy, Guy Gun. I'm going with Golden Guy N. Very perfect. OG Halo Noob, Paradise, Tito Matic, Finessed in Yaddy. We did have Uber Nicks in First Blood, 2v2 results. In third, fourth, we had Team. Strug Nasty, which was Struggle and Kid Nasty. And what dude, I when I typed this out, I'm like, how the fuck do you say this? Even I was like, I have no idea. It's it, 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 this team was Sniper in Newland with a Z. It was like Udawig? Udawig? Perfect. That's it. Second went to S and B. It was Sab and Bound. And first, Pizza Pengar. Pengar? which was uh, Quachi and MC versus Arbiter. There you go. Very nice. Um, next up, Knights Arena Weekly, Halo Infinite 4 before results. In fourth place, we had uh, up five degrees. It was Young Tim, Scissor, I Am a Tooth, and Shiver. Third went to Snooze, uh, OV Kenny, Natroxin, The Weak Sauce, and Yaxin. Second went to Sintra Negra, this included Dolan Season, Guardian Flies, Johan MC, and Zepsters. First went to PK, Atso Drift, Tapping Buttons, and Pool. All right. Out of the HCS Open Series, this was the 
finals results for last Thursday, right? Correct. In fourth place, we had G2, which was Gilkey, Sab, Tusk, and Straight Sick. Third went to E United, Spartan, King Nick, Rain, and Ryan Noob. Second went to X Set, Kratos, Suppressed, Suspector, and Arctic. And first went to Complexity, Triton, Monster, Hysteria, and Vetra. Next one, Vanguard Halo Series, Winterland. Fourth place went to Zach the Rev, which was Top Ducky, Leaderness. Zach the Rev, and ooh, what? Is it Ooh Kick Nick? Or You Kick Nick. You Kick Nick. One of the two, I don't know. Third went to Built Like That. It was Secluded, Facty, E-Wiz, and Reverse. Second went to Bear Claw Gaming, Rut the Sweat, Calder, Tomel, and Breaking Shot. And first went to Replay Stallions. It was B-Cap, Resmo. Is it Nest Lake? Neast Lake? I think it's Neast Lake. Neast Lake and Rowan. And before you continue, because uh, yeah. we kind of glossed over it, but that HCS Open Series final from last week? Yeah. Complexity winning it all? Yeah, that was pretty big. That's that was crazy. United getting third, getting basically stopped by X set, and then which was weird in and of itself. But like, no complexity winning it. That's fucking rad. And uh, also Kratos just immediately suspected people of cheating at the end of that. So oh I'm no! Just gonna throw that out there too. <laughs> yeah. What's up, Brian? Go ahead. I'm sorry to take you off topic. No, no, though. It's, it's all good. All good. Next up, Key 64 Halo 5 TBT SWAT Tournament. So throwback Thursday. That's what I'm pretty sure the TBT stands for. Uh, third went to uh, DGen Z, which was Young Guns, Marine, Kells, and Gunlane. Second, Golden Nation went to Nafberger, Nap Times, Serial, and Smoke You Dig. And first went to Key 64, Tyler, It's the Last Shot. Drip, drip, double, and ceaseless ranger. Moving on to the HCS FFA series, Mexico results. In fourth place, we had Dragon with three N's. In third place, we had Magico. Second went to Nugget. And first went to Goriloco. Do you, do you approve of that name? You are a, you are a chimp fan? It's fine. Okay. It's okay. Not the stamp of approval you're looking for there, Goroloco. <laughs> Next up, the FFA series from Australia and New Zealand. In fourth place, went to Berserk. Third, Jordan. Second, Bandit. And first, Sways. Out of EU, the FFA series in fourth place was MC versus Arbiter. Third, went to Moe's. Second, Warrior, O'Neill, and first, Legend. And out of North America in fourth place, we had Gun Plection. Third, I'm going to go with Bid Teaches. Second went to Pac Mandela. And first went to Darren H2. I think that's Darren's second first place win? I think so. Sounds familiar, right? I think yeah. it was. And Bid, Bid was on a team. Um... Bid was on a team that was in the open series too. Mm. That will be concluding this Thursday. So I wonder if he's kind of up and coming through that. I, I don't know. Don't know who it is. Very well could be. Very also, well did you know be. that uh, commonly is no longer commonly? Yeah. Commonly is now um, 
He's starting anew. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, my God. Fuck. Ollie. It's, Ollie flies. That's it. Yep. Yeah, it was, uh, he, he talked about that when he was signed to G1. See, I, I just completely spaced that out. Until, it's okay. It was a while ago. Open series. It's okay. It was a while ago. It is all good. All right. Moving on. We have the Esports Arena Series E from March 14th. And in fourth place, we had Still Need an Org. So they're looking for one. Uh, <laughs> True. Kyle Groovy. Groovy, baby. Yeah. Oh, uh, my God. Perzelli. Alex Shock. And I think it's precision, but it's all spelled weird. Uh, third place went to Oxygen Esports. It is Haynes, cherished, common, and name. Second went to Pioneers, Druck, Manny, Soul Snipe, and Tolik. And first went to Fnatic, Septify, Super CC, Envor, and... I don't know how to say that name. Further Rhyme? Further... Yeah, Further Rhyme. 117. There you go. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm here for you. Next up, we have the Halo Chamber EU Open. In third, fourth, we had Method to Madness, which included Renegade, Falcated, Spartan, and Nick, and Quadrant, Fragger, SLG, Chick, and Shad, or Shadyser. I'm pretty sure that's his full, yeah. Uh, second went to Navi, Kimbo, to Foxy, Respectful, and Jimbo. And first went to Ascend, Shady, Sika, Snipe Drone, and... Legend. Huh. How? What? How did... Something doesn't add up here. With the teams being flipped around? No. Halo Chamber EU Open. Renegade, Falcated, Spartan, and Nick. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. That does... Yeah, that's weird, huh? It's a little weird. A little, a little weird. Yeah. Don't have clarification on that, but it happened. It's, 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 yeah, it's weird. It's just fucking weird. <laughs> I don't know how else to put it. All right. Next tournament here is Louis V. Titans Money Tuesday Open. And third, fourth, we had the Chinos. It's a good name. Roach and Strikey. And also in third, fourth, uh, Bankai? It is Breaking Shot and Shokoi. That, yeah, that works. Second went to Timbers. It's Pool and Bullet. And first went to Exceed, Evolving and Pyretic. Next tournament here is the Xbox Fan Fest Series Finale. This is for North America. In fourth place, we had Exceed, which was Pyretic and Evolving. Third was G2s, Gilkey and Sab. Second, Cloud9, Renegade and Stellar. And first went to Restoring Balance, Tylenol and Trippy. Congrats to them. The Xbox Fan Fest finale for EU. In fourth place, Navi, Kimbo, and Jimbo. Third, Alcatraz, Sika, and Chick. Second, XEO, Legend, and SLG. And first went to Snake Drone, Snipe Drone, and Snakey. Before you continue, I want to give a special shout out to a seventh and eighth team on the North American side there. One bald, one midget, which was King J and Royal Two. <laughs> Just want to give a special shout out to that team name because that's that, fantastic. That probably is the best team name out of the group there, out of the top eight. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Nick and Sparty is just literally Nick plus Sparty. Yep. But one bald, one midget. One that's bald, one midget. fucking awesome. Whew. Go ahead, Will. I'm sorry. Next tournament here, the Lady Spartan Pro Series Qualifier number two. 
So these, these are the teams that move on to the finals. And here are your teams. Hydra Gaming, Janelle, Minx, Cranberry, and Bacar. Good Vibes included Veronica, Songfully, Dreamy Dream, and Lady Echidna. Need Eights Bad, Queen, Command Station, Divine Danzel, and Miss Audie. Desensitized, Miss Heartbreak, Ideas. Uh, is that Pink Sarah or Sarah? Pick a Sarah. Uh, and <laughs> I'm going to go with Abby a kiss. Uh, uh, what the fuck? I think it's Biancas. Bianca? What the X, man? The X's need to go. I mean, hey, I, I agree with you. The X's need to fucking go. <laughs> get rid of them before your name. Get rid of them after your name. Just get the fuck rid of them. Next team. The 69 Bandits. Good name. Operant Power. Is it Ra- Ra- Rainy? Yeah, that works. Uh, shooter and Manero. Oh, God, what is yeah. Next team name, LCM. It's God, what the hell? La Bulma, Boleri, Toxicity, and iCalf. Yep. Next team, Mirage, Bittersweet, O Acutie, Domino, and iBlood Reina. And then Dead Inside is your last team, and that is uh, Leximatic, Love Lily, Dayquil, and Giselle. Yuki. There you go. Nice. Boom. Shakalaka. Boom. Shakalaka. Boom. Shakalaka. Why are we still doing this? <laughs> I was waiting for you to let me end on boom. Um, Shakalaka. God. Throw something across the table here. <laughs> Next up, the HES EU Super Open results. The top eight teams qualified for the EU Super. Ooh. Next up, or not next up, but the, the teams included the lads. Uh, Septic, Quad, Morga, and Cristola. Team Rejected, Simply Gambit, Simplay, uh, Petey, and Creep Easy. Team The Boys here, uh, Clonely, Mista, Mose, and So Snaky. NL, or NSLM, sorry, uh, Sam Baldi, Slink, The Choker, and Mansion. Matchmaking Kids, uh, Baxter, and Dead, Subatomic, and Akiri. Next team is Juarez Miguel. It's uh, Kayon, Liberation, Hybrids Me, and Bozen. Next team, Half Grizzled, Sniple, Smithy, T-Banged. T-Bang! T-Bang! Sandal. <laughs> Ooh, baby. And then Team 7, Left Eye, <laughs> Wunny, uh, Nisi Teo, and Kawai Zami. And, Will, you would be done now. Oh. I'm just kidding. I'll do the last one here. Okay. Uh, because I forgot to include this and I feel bad. Uh, the HCS uh, North American Open Series, the eight teams that qualified for the uh, this week's final. Yes. Right? Yes, yes. Um, so I'll just say the team names here. We have E United and Pioneers. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Pioneers jumping in this one. Um, then we also have Space Station and FaZe Clan. So FaZe jumping in as well there. Some SSG. Yes. And then on the in the lower bracket side of things, we have, give me a second. On the lower bracket side of things, we have G1 and Complexity. 
So complexity, you're still in on that side. And then um, Oxygen Esports and X set as well. So. SSG jumping in there too. Yeah, SSG jumping in there. Phase. Um, United. So uh, I went to get my hair cut this last weekend and I was wearing this sweatshirt. And outside the haircut place was the Girl Scout selling cookies, and I could not help myself. Oh, yeah, that's difficult. So yep. I went up to buy some Girl Scout cookies, and the mom's standing there supporting her daughter, holding a sign, trying to get people to come. And she looks at me, and she goes, what's SSG? And I'm like, oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> they have a mediocre Halo team, so but they I went have really into like, good merch. <laughs> I went into the whole, like, oh, yeah, they're an esports organization. They support. They have a team in Halo. And she goes, uh, like out of nowhere, I didn't expect this at all. The, she goes, "Oh, I used to play Halo Two all the time." I was like, "Holy shit, let's fucking go, mom!" Yeah, Hell she, she yeah. went into like she got into her rank in Halo Reach and talking about that. I'm like, "What oh, the fuck?" I stood there for like 15 minutes talking Halo with this with this mom while the little girl is over there like, "We've been here for so long," and she just wanted to go. <laughs> so, how many boxes did you buy? Uh, four. Okay, I was gonna say, yeah, yeah, you definitely left with more than what you bargained for. Yeah, yeah. It was good. Wow. So I had a whole Halo talk. You should have so, gotten her name. Would have shouted her ass on the I show. should have. I should have. Uh, to, to the mom that had the daughter selling Girl Scout cookies, you're fucking amazing. Yes. So it was good. It was. I expected to go into it being like, I have to explain, you know, esports and Halo and all this. Yeah. And no, it was just end up a good conversation. That's so. fucking awesome. Sorry, the SSG comment of them making it made me remember that. Maybe now she'll go and find about a uh, look about uh, SSG. Maybe buy some of their fire ass merch. It is. It's really good. I will say though. Oh. Yeah. Uh -oh, I have what? a fucking. I have a fucking bone to pick with Space Station today. As a matter of fact. Uh oh. They announced two new hoodies. We like hoodies. We wear hoodies all the time. Love hoodies. You're literally wearing one of their hoodies right now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, with the fucking dope ass like with the spacey the, It's got the like digital Yeah, it's it's dope. It's, it's right? on their mouse pad too. It's so fucking cool, right? The free mouse pads we can. They released two new hoodies today. Is and, that on their site? Yes. They are tie-dye hoodies. Fucking love tie-dye hoodies, right? One's like a yellow one and one's like a smoky gray one. Like like another smoky gray yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, have. yeah. But their fucking pouch is all black. To me, it looks fucking terrible. Like, just have the pouch the same color as what the hoodie is. Can I, can I say one thing to make this better? Please. Please do. Put, like, the orange strip on it. Sure. Right? Like put a little orange strip on like one of the sides or both. Or like the embroidered. Yeah. On the broider, embroidered side. 100%. I'm down for that. This but looks like, just too bland. Yeah, it's a, like, in the right, middle of the it's sweatshirt. Just, it's in the middle of the sweatshirt. It's just pure black. Mm. And I like, I like, I like wearing like black clothing. Like I wear a lot of black clothing, black clothing. But like if, if the hoodie just, if the pouch matched the fucking color of the hoodie itself, you should post the link in chat. So people are like, what the fuck is going on? Uh, and they also have like the the space station yellow as well, if I'm not mistaken. And it's again a tie dye hoodie, but it has a fucking black pouch. I just want, like, I would literally think I would more than likely heavily consider buying one if the pouch was just not pure black. If it matched the rest of the fucking hoodie, I would totally get it. But <sighs> I just don't like that. It's so fucking like. 
Just make look it at match, my pouch. Make it match the rest. Then seriously, like, just look at my fucking it's, pouch. It's, I mean, it is fine. No, it's, it's not hey. fine. Jamar's right. Looks like they just pasted it on. They did. They just cut it out and be like, meh. <laughs> I think it looks dumb, but whatever. Well, hopefully they'll have another uh, exclusive for the major. That I True. Can- I will say I'm really excited for when, like, Tashi said that there'd be more booths there. With I'm, like new I'm, newer merch, I'm not excited just for the oh, fact man, my wallet's gonna so be empty. Much money. It's gonna be so awesome. But the be- the beautiful part is, well, we're driving. Like, our car will be there. Oh, so we can just load. We can up. just load it the fuck up. Not have to carry anything with. So be great. It'll be fucking great. Hey, the Sherpa hoodie sold out. It fucking has been. Um, it doesn't look so bad on the gray one. Sure. It doesn't look as bad on the gray one, but it just still stands out. It's like, fucking look at me. I'm like, no, I want to look at the whole hoodie. Um, but gas prices now, sure. But it's only, like, we're in Minnesota. So it's only, uh, what, just over a six-hour drive, which is realistically the same amount of time it took us to get to Chicago. Yeah. So it's really not that big of a deal. I, and I, it still saves us more money based off the Airbnb that we're doing and uh, not having to pay for flights not having to pay for luggage. Like well, just, well, I think about one, like, so a one way flight will most likely cover our gas mm-hmm. and having to do that for two people. I right. maybe one and a half, you know? Well, either way, you like know. it's, it's going to drastically save us more money to just drive there than having to deal with everything else associated with flying. Yeah. So, and we, we drove bags. to Chicago for Outpost. So this is like, this is just going to be a straight shot down. Yeah, I heard the drive's really boring, though. Because it's, it's literally... Oh, it's through Iowa and shit, it's isn't it? It's one highway. We stay on one highway the whole time. I mean, hey, we'll just we'll rock out some jams and shit. It'll be a fun time. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have fun. Do I... Do, do I we haven't done, like, a, a vlog since uh, Outpost. Do I get the, like... Do I get the gimbal back out and do, like, a vlog? I'm down for it. I think it'll be fun. Do you guys want to see something like that? I don't know. Yeah, is it is it necessary? Do you guys want to see like behind the scenes shit of us traveling? And by us traveling, it's on a single highway? <laughs> Probably not. There's going to be nothing. Here's what we'll do. We will do a time lapse of getting there. And then in the background, it'll be life is a highway on loop the entire time for six hours. It'll be life is a highway for six hours on the singular road. That's content. It's beautiful. I thought so too. We, we couldn't monetize it though because, you know, copyright infringement. No, we'll, hey. we'll just break YouTube with that video, you know? Beautiful. It'll be, it'll be so I'm requested and so everyone will try to log on at once to watch it. Wait, we'll do, we'll do our own rendition of Life is a Highway on Recorder. That way they can't copyright us. Sure. And it'll sound amazingly sure. bad. Yeah, it'll sound like something. <laughs> It'll sound terrible, but I'm I'm here for it. It's gonna be a fun time. Right. Uh Will, should we move into our topic of the week? Yeah. Okay. A closer look. Halo Infinite's anti-cheat strategy. You ready for this, Will? Kinda. Alright, this is by 343 Industries. Uh so I just wanna say, I wanna open by saying this. Before, before we even get into the article, I just want to open by saying this. Um, 
I was one of the people in the very early days of all this shit of where I wanted more communication from 343 on what the fuck is going on with, within their studio and this game that we love that we love and hate to love, right? And I am still happy that we are getting information. It's just there are there are points where you read the stuff that they're putting out and Again, while I am happy we're getting information, part of me just looks back and it's like, if you don't have something meaningful to say, why say it at all? That happened with the with the ranking system blog post they put out. Like, reading through it, part of me thought that. And it happened with this as well. But again, like, beggars can't be choosers necessarily, but there's a lot of things that I shouldn't be begging for. I also do feel like these articles maybe aren't meant for us. Maybe they're meant for the wider audience who doesn't know a lot about oh, yeah. what's going on, where we are more, a little more in tune with the, the, the smaller details that are happening. We're in tune with the bullshit, Will. <laughs> so, are you ready? Because here we go. Go for it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit back a little bit, let you just Please read. Please do. You enjoy yourself. I'm going to yep, bring the mic closer. Take some swigs of that diet dew. Oh, you know it. Just, oh, just have a great grand old time. You know what? Even before we get into this shit, you know that Coke... Coca-Cola, not cocaine. Coca-Cola. Cocaine and cocaine accessories. They came out with what's called Starlight. Space flavor. Did you have you had it? Yeah. What what does it taste like to you? Weirdness. Natana, I think, summed it up perfectly for me. It's like a vanilla raspberry. Maybe, maybe not, yeah, like raspberry something or other. She she said that this gives her like a cherry vanilla Coke vibe. Yeah. And I'm like, I can definitely get that vibe from it. But it definitely has more of a red tint to it. Like when you pour it. I yeah. just thought it was so weird. We were at Cub the other day and I'm like, what the fuck is Starlight Coke? Space flavored? How the fuck do you know what space tastes like? Jesus Christ. This Coca-Cola brand is ridiculous. It, it needs a, a, a thing on the side. Like no astronauts were harmed in the making of this Dude, product. I couldn't believe it. We Like I got... I got a, a box of mini cans and as we're walking up to the register in their coolers, they had the, they had the bottle and I'm like, well, shit, we might as well get a bottle since we're right there. Cracked it open in the car and I'm like, okay, I don't know about space flavored, but you know, you do you Coke. Unbelievable. All right. To the article, shall we? Uh, information and clarification. The first point of clarification we'd like to provide is yes, Halo Infinite shipped with its own proprietary anti-cheat system, which we call Arbiter. Well, it sure as hell didn't fucking feel like it. And you know what else is blowing my mind? How many months are we in the launch? And they never once clarified from then till now until this blog posted like, hey guys, it existed. It was in there at launch. Well, now we know. <laughs> Our vision for anti-cheat in Halo Infinite is to have as little impact as possible on the experience of legitimate players, whether that is a game performance, compatibility, or privacy. We want to make the development of cheats slow and difficult and quickly detect the cheats that do get built. We took on this work because building our solution internally allowed us to adhere to this vision and build it in the best way possible for our game over the long term. We haven't discussed Arbiter or anti-cheat much publicly before this for one major reason. 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 
because Will was right. The more detail we provide about a system and how it works, the more information we are directly providing to cheat developers and cheat users. We want to keep as much secret as possible for as long as possible. Anything we can do or say, or in this case, not say, to help protect our methods is worth it to help protect our players and their in-game experience. We know some of you may not entirely agree with our decision to keep this conversation out of the spotlight up until now. And since we don't believe the efficacy of our approach relies entirely on its secrecy, we want to be as transparent about the current state of anti-cheat as we can. Because it's in the game. EA Sports. EA cheats. It's in the game. Now, the question that's likely on your mind is, if there is anti-cheat, why are there cheaters in the game right now? That's a fair question, so let's talk about it. The anti-cheat strategy. Cheating will be a never-ending battle, and we're taking an approach that will help us in the long term and at a large scale. The good news is we've already laid a lot of the groundwork to continue this fight long into the future. To do that, we needed to ensure that we have a good strategy and approach for anti-cheat in Halo Infinite. We mention strategy or approach often because building a good anti-cheat at a game and studio level is more than just putting up a wall and hoping cheat developers won't find a way through. Instead, we view the entire process top to bottom as an overall anti-cheat strategy. So they don't just look at the wall. They look at the top and the bottom of the wall. They patch those holes in the wall, Will. It's not like the border wall in Mexico. You know what I mean? It's not the slats, you know? It's a thick, robust, top to bottom wall. For the long term. Not the short term. Each aspect of the strategy originates from these core ideas. Prevention. This is perhaps the most vital step during the development process and can pay dividends down the road. Sure as hell doesn't sound like it helps right now though. By diving into the architecture of our game engine and restructuring it to make it difficult for cheat makers to find the information they want, we can prevent or slow down the creation of whole classes of cheats because we're an RPG now. It is especially important to us to fix legacy components that were secure enough on a console, but don't meet the bar for a modern PC game. Cause God forbid you have your red reticles back. Cause guess what? Spoiler. Will, you ain't getting them back. Protection. Through condoms. I mean, through Arbiter. When most people discuss anti-cheat, this is usually the wall defense mechanism that they're referring to. Protection in this case means securing the game build with this wall, as well as securing the in-game data players may have on their computer when in a match. Prevention and protection make up the foundation of our anti-cheat philosophy and are where we will continue to make a significant investment. It's always better to stop cheaters before they're able to get in a match with legitimate players. Arbiter as it exists today focuses mainly on this idea. Detection. No matter how much work we put into prevention and protection, we know that the condom will still break sometimes. We need to make sure that we can find them 
and understand how their cheats are working. We can do this from within the game build itself, internal automated methods and game telemetry, as well as by investigating player reports that you can only submit on the Halo support website, not in game, cause fuck you, that's why. When players think of anti-cheat software, this is usually the most viable component and is a significant part of how commercial solutions like Easy Anti-Cheat or BattleEye work. Enforcement. The the whole Halo Waypoint thing. Yeah. Or Halo Support, whatever you want. Halo Support. Trying to do that, like, I had a dude, I was playing solo, and dude is just, like... He had no backbone is what I'm going to say because one dude in chat said, dude, your ass in chat. He's like, oh, fuck you. I'm just going to stop playing. Da, 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 da. He went and sat in a corner. Um, like, what the fuck? He started shooting us and doing all this. And like, I couldn't report him mid game for being an asshole. You know, cause I can't stop playing mid game to go do a waypoint thing. But there's a report button in game that just brings you to waypoint on the shitty Oh, Xbox. Via the console's web browser? Yeah. Holy moly. And I'm not doing that. I'm sorry. No, fuck So that. The, I really hope in the future that they do find a way to implement an in-game report that's not bringing you to the website because it would be much easier. And, like, I let that guy just go. Like, does that really, it, like, does him giving up and not playing and, like, really... I think that results in unsportsmanlike conduct. Yeah, and we lost the match, obviously. It was an oddball going 3v, basically 3v3 with one of them holding an oddball, but right. 3v4 mm-hmm. with one guy not playing. So, I don't know. I mean, yeah, regardless, like, r- regardless of whether it's a cheating issue or not, it, the fact that you have to go out of your way to report somebody is just not, it's not it. Yeah. The best part is that they talk about that, too. So we'll get to it. Keep going. Enforcement. Once the condom has been broken and it's been been detected, (laughs) we take enforcement action by issuing bans correlated to to the severity of their cheats. These bans can vary in scope, account bans or hardware bans, as well as duration. I was about to make a pregnancy joke, but I'm not going to make it. Yeah, please don't. As well as duration, temporary or permanent. As with detection, common anti-cheat software often helps handle this part. Improvement. If we ever stop self-reflecting or improving, we'll fall behind. No condom's perfect, so we need to remain flexible and iterative as we continue to improve each part of this approach over time. By making sure our current and future anti-cheat work is focused on improving the areas above, we can believe that our overall approach will only get better and better as time goes on. God, there are so many perfect ways to just keep (laughs) inserting this in there. There is no silver bullet and cheats will still be present, but we are committed to this for the long haul. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sorry. I'm not, but I am. Oh, the road ahead. Arbiter. What? Arbiter. Halo Infinite's anti-cheat ribbed for your pleasure. Oh my god. Uh, or hey, it's like it's like the fucking um Trojan ecstasy. It's like it's not, it's even, like, there. It's not even there. It's like it's not even fucking there. 
I'm so sorry. I'm gonna show myself out. Oh my god, dude! No. It, I swear to God, we it's we literally didn't get confirmation that it that it launched in the game until this blog post. It's literally like the ecstasy condoms. I lost where we are in the article. I didn't. The road ahead. Oh, there we go. Since there's no one size fits all condom solution to cheating, no more condoms. Let's talk about the road ahead. There will be steps we can take quickly, some that will improve consistently over time, and some larger efforts will take more time as we build out the supporting systems. Improving detection and reporting. We focused a lot of our early efforts around building the tools and technology required to make an impact in prevention and protection long-term. We still believe that was the right move and we'll continue to improve those systems iteratively over time. And we've already have through recent updates, but in the short term, we're turning our attention to more visible issues where we have a chance to make the biggest impact right now. Before I even continue on, I just want to say condom jokes aside, the bulk of what I've read through so far sounds like they keep saying that we're doing this for the long haul. We're doing this for the long term. A lot of this sounds to me as though they, they, so they just said that, yes, it's in the game at launch. How well has it been working? Well, I don't think I've encountered, we, we encountered a cheater once for sure. Yes. In one of our games. From what I've heard. And that was during escalation, right? Yes. From what I've heard. And from what I've seen, what other people are saying, it happens a lot in ranked games and upper ranked games. Sure. I was going to say, I've been playing, I haven't for sure seen a cheater. I did have a question in a tax slayer game I was playing, but then I just realized, no, this dude's on keyboard and mouse and that's why he's 180. Yeah. He's just flicking shots. And it was, I was after seeing his actual movement, it wasn't cheating. It was just, he was Too on good. a keyboard. We've heard loud and clear that we need to improve our ability to report other players in game Oh, for cheating or toxic behavior. Right now, there's an existing process through the Halo support site, which leads to direct investigations from our safety team. Every report of cheating is reviewed by a member of the safety team, and we're grateful to all of you who have submitted a ticket and helped us take action. While our current system is impactful, we know we want to streamline the reporting process and make it even more intuitive by building the functionality completely in-game. It's a feature we're working on, but it will take time as we build and polish all the supporting systems needed in the pipeline to make it run smoothly and accurately. As we get closer to the time when this feature is ready to ship, We'll be sure to share more. In other words, it ain't fucking happening for quite some time. They got to work on it. Yeah. Got to get it right. For, get it right. Get it tight. For something that should have been in the game at launch. Improving enforcement, Will. Halo Infinite's temporary and permanent bans have been effective at keeping accounts and devices with evidence of cheating out of matchmaking. Get the fuck out of here. However, since our multiplayer is free to play, some cheaters create new accounts or appear on new devices in an attempt to evade our enforcement actions. Those fucking scoundrels. We typically catch ban evasion fairly quickly, but there is more we can do here 
and we're pursuing multiple different solutions. One way that we're adding additional friction to people creating new accounts, why are they using such sexual statements here? You're just, your mind's there apparently. How? One way we're adding additional friction to people creating new accounts is introducing a requirement to play a certain number of multiplayer games before you can queue for ranked games. We're currently planning to set this number at 25 games. Though that may change before we enable this. As we think uh, as we think this not only to keep the player out of rank for a while, but also gives our systems a chance to detect them as a current or recurring cheater. We expect this will also help new players find their footing in social playlists before they jump into the more challenging ranked experience. On that note, we're also looking into additional ways we can identify banned players who are creating new accounts on the same device without having to rely solely on the device information that we have right now. Just IP ban them. There are a few efforts underway here and uh, nothing, including leveraging third-party solutions in combination with our existing work on Arbiter, is off the table. As with our improved player reporting, we'll be sharing more about this work as we get closer to a release. In other words, that shit ain't happening for a while. Again, conclusion. We are committed to continuously improving our anti-cheat systems and strategies. We added a few improvements in our mid-season update, and we will drop updates to address cheating as soon as they become available, rather than waiting for another large patch to ship with. Thank fucking God. Thank you for your continued support as we continue this work. While this is always ongoing, we encourage you to provide feedback on our approach and continue to report cheaters the only way you fucking can right now, which is on the Halo support site. Before we wrap up here, though, we wanted to answer a few common community questions directed right here. Community FAQ. So, uh, what was I Jimmy last time? Who was I last time? Do you remember what, what I named... Jimmy, Timmy, something to that effect. Jimmy. I'm going to be Rick. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How about it, Rick? <laughs> Actually, fuck that. I want to be Dick because the condom thing. So, no. Rich. No. I'm, Richard. Yeah, I'm, I'm Richard, a.k.a. Dick. So, why doesn't Halo Infinite currently use a third-party anti-cheat software like Easy Anti-Cheat? Well, Dick, when we decided to build Arbiter early on, we felt that for the long-term health of our game, we needed to build the entire anti-cheat end-to-end, tip-to-shaft. This included handling the detection and enforcement access uh, aspects that are usually provided by products like Easy Anti-Cheat or BattleEye. Building the whole solution in-house is actually a pretty common approach in the industry for studios who maintain multi-year live games like Halo Infinite. Really? I don't know about that. There's nothing wrong with using a commercial anti-cheat. And like everything else, it definitely isn't something we've completely ruled out as a way to augment our existing solution. But most anti-cheats don't have a strong focus on prevention and protection. And therefore, we needed to build Arbiter anyway. We're certainly evaluating what it would look like to use both Arbiter and another third-party solution together. 
hold on a second. Okay. I just wanted to make sure something wasn't being contradicted there. Contradicted. <laughs> so, uh, Dick here. Have we uh, reconsidered implementing a kernel-level anti-cheat? Well, this is definitely something we have considered, and we know it can be a hotly contested issue, both for players and for game developers. At the moment, our solution does not leverage a kernel driver for a few reasons. On the technical side, you do get a lot of advantages for using a kernel driver that are really difficult or impossible to do at the application level. But there's a lot of peripheral work that needs to go into building and supporting an anti-cheat that includes a kernel driver. To write the driver, you need to make sure you have in-house kernel development experts. And we already know how hard it is for Microsoft to keep employees, you know. Stability becomes a serious concern because if you have a bug, you don't just crash the game client, you bug check blue screen the entire machine. You need to either run the game as administrator to start the driver when the game starts, or you need to install an administrator service to do it for you. If the latter, then you need to write that service and keep it updated. Making changes to the driver requires signing and certification steps that add more time to an already lengthy release pipeline. And on top of all that, you're guaranteeing an escalation in the technical complexity of the cheats that do get developed to bypass your anti-cheat. Well, God forbid they work harder on creating the cheats to fucking get in your system. You don't want to let these easy peasy motherfuckers over the wall, do you? Looking at it through the lens of her anti-cheat philosophy, you can see how all the above doesn't really align very well with our be as unobtrusive and invisible as possible ideals. Many players are also concerned about privacy and providing a game developer with unfettered system access. Understandable. While that may not be as much of an issue as people believe, it does feel like an overreach as a game developer. All that said, we're committed to building what is necessary to protect the experience of our players. Nothing is completely off the table. If we did end up wanting to leverage a kernel driver, it's likely we would use an existing third-party solution to provide that for us rather than build that component in-house because God forbid we hire people. All right. Dick here again. What the fuck was the removal of Red Radical meant to do? Why did you speak to it, but not other aspects of anti-cheat before this? Well, again, Dick, our desire to have anti-cheat be as unobtrusive and invisible as possible is still at our core. But this is one area where pursuing a more secure experience does show up to the player. For that reason, it needed to be discussed as many people were beginning to think it was a bug impacting their weapons and their ability to aim, which just wasn't the case. In no way we were touting it as a flagship anti-cheat measure. It's just one that happened to be player-facing and therefore we wanted to provide the why behind our decision. To speak to the why again, one element preventing widespread cheating is to make it more difficult to create cheats. Removing Red Reticle on PC reduces the ease of creating some homemade cheats, with trigger bots being the most common of the bunch. Rather than allowing players to create their own if Pixel X turns red, then fire cheat, we opted to raise the barrier 
and therefore reduce the number of cheats people can trivially develop. Or God forbid you implement a system that detects the trivially made cheats. Now, hold on, Dick. We've heard the calls for it to be reinstated because there are cheaters in the game anyway. But other cheats existing does not mean we should lower our barrier in other areas. So we'll continue to keep an eye on this. But hey, we still believe it's the right decision for the health of the game as it stands right now. So fuck your red reticle. You ain't getting it back. Beth says, uh, I don't want to be one of those people, but the number of things we've heard them say this will take time really makes you wonder what on earth they've been doing the last six years. Obviously stuff takes time and is more difficult than it seems, but they say that for basically anything. Couldn't they bypass an IP ban by just using a VPN though? Genuine question. I only have a super basic grass and how those work. Yes, they can. But I mean, I want to know how many of them you're using VPNs anyway, because it also affects your uh, connection quality, but that's besides the point. Yeah, they do like to say it'll take time. Because Beth, like you said, things take time. Will, I'm done with the with the dick jokes. So, there's that. Andy Cheat. It's in the game. So they say. Um. Obviously, I can only hope that things get better. Um. Well, like you said, we haven't experienced. We think we we experienced one for sure. Um. But like I said, from what I've seen, it sounds like it's a, it's in higher ranked matches because, I mean, that's where you probably gain the most from cheating is that you're playing against some of the best players in the game. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We'll just have to wait and see, right? I think the the red reticle thing is kind of funny to me because you have other games that have anti-cheat measures and you have red reticle still. Um, so I find that kind of funny. But again, it is what it is, I guess. Uh, the other thing too is that it's not technically just red reticle because if you change the, it, it's based off the enemy team's color. So like if, if your enemy team is purple, then it's a purple reticle. You know, so it's like, do 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 you just disable it entirely and just be like, if pixel blank is purple, then you know, fire. Oh fucking no, man. It's it's weird. Um, yeah, I just hope it gets better. And I really like, there needs to be an in-game reporting option that that should. I could hark on it and be like, that should have been their day one all the time. Yes, it's it obvious, but like that really needs to be a priority on getting that in the game. Not like, and, and again, not just from a cheating standpoint, but just re- regardless, just a reporting standpoint, someone being on sportsman, like someone, um, not playing the game, like literally just sitting there idle. Yeah. Right. Because they just need to get, they have a, I need to complete a game challenge. So I'm just not going to participate. I might wiggle my stick, but that's it. Right. Mm-hmm. Like those players should be reported and it's, it's so frustrating that you have to go out, out of your way or remember to go out of your way to do it after the fact. It's just not acceptable. 
So, yeah, that really needs to be a main priority for sure. Um, is there anything you want to add to the anti-cheat debacle? Um, I don't know if it's, I don't know if I necessarily call it a debacle. Yes, people are going to get in, but that's any game. Um, yeah, I haven't noticed it as much as closer to launch. It's there. It's, it is, you know, we didn't get information on it for some time. And yes, it, this probably should have been out a little sooner because people were like, Hey, there's a lot of cheaters at the launch. Well, that's when you're going to get the most of them is when people are trying to see what they can do with the game. Right. Um, I haven't experienced many cheaters, if any sense early on. So I, I think it's, it's fine from this point. Um, the reporting thing is big for me. The, the pixel turning red thing. Um, I think that has to do with editing the game code though, because you're not telling the game to fire on what, what shows on your monitor. You're, you're telling it to fire off of what color the reticle turns. Right. So if it's, if that's just disabled, the the reticle turning that color, it won't give an in-game indicator to when you're on someone. So yes, you can go over someone that's purple, but realistically that outline until you start shooting them is very small. Right. And I'm, I'm wondering because they say, um, do, 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 where does it say it? It says here, um, it needed to be discussed as many people were beginning to think it was a bug impacting their weapons and their ability to aim, which was not the case. Right. Well, that's like the thing with like the sword too, right? You know, you're at a proper lunge range when that thing turns red. Red on or whatever color, whatever color yep. now, but red in previous games. Yep. You don't get that on PC. You no. have to be like, I am about right. Yep. Lunch. Exactly. And that's, that to me impacts gameplay because it could, I mean, so is there, I don't, is there another indicator? Could you give another indicator? I don't know if you could without spoiling the cheat thing. Right. Because you, you could do the whole, like, uh, you know, when you're in range of a grapple shot area. Like you have that yellow yep. star or whatever in the middle. But again, that's an indicator. Is that gone on PC or is that on? I think that's on still because that's <laughs> not like a weapon. Yeah. Know? But, but couldn't you say when indicator is color, when grapple, like when grapple fire weapon, cause that's a thing too. Cause you can grapple to people, but then that would be within a certain range. I don't know. Fucking. I don't know. Oh, Raider Hater says, uh, reticles actually do change color for sword and tracking weapons like the Needler on PC. They do. Okay. That's nice. Why didn't I know that? I thought I thought it was just all weapons. We don't play on PC. So. Not enough. Well, not like I said, I literally crashed once, and I'm like, <laughs> nope, I'm good. Not going to try this again. Yeah. I'm okay. Makes sense. Um, yeah. So it's... Good to know. Is, Thank you, Raider Hater. As long as... I don't see a bunch of cheating issues pop up again. Like, cause that's what anti-cheat should always be. It should be in the background. You don't have to think about it. It should just kind of work. And yes, you should be able to report people if you think they're suspicious or not adhering to game. Like, like I said, game misconduct, unsportsman, like whatever. Mm -hmm. That should be an easy report function. I do agree that there's a lot of stuff that's like, yes, we're still working on that. Um, it's going to be horrible, but it kind of makes me feel like 
when like PUBG released in beta, right? These features came later and then much later down the line. It feels like we're kind of almost in that. We're getting a lot of features in the future. This feels almost like a beta release. I was going to say, you're, you're, but PUBG was in a beta. State. Right. This is not. So, it, and you, you got, it, it will probably never know, but it, it begs the question of what happened during that development flip where we had a bunch of new leadership come in. Oh yeah. Did, did the la did years of work get scrapped to make a, a different experience or something, you know, something to that measure. We definitely know that's what happened with campaign at the very least. Yeah. So what happened with the multiplayer side too, because some, there may have been mechanics or something that was in process that didn't make it. So I, I, I don't think we'll ever know, but there, it almost the mindset I'm going in with it is I just have to take the game as is getting, yeah. you know, we'll get features hopefully and it'll be at a good point. Mm -hmm. Um, I just don't want this to be another like rainbow six situation for me because when rainbow six first came out, I, I played that game a lot on, on PlayStation four. Yes, you did. Um, I mean, I was one of the, me and Joe grinded. We were like at the higher ranks. We were one level away from, uh, I don't even know what the top rank is, I don't but remember. like, it's, it's like a, equating almost like a, a what is it? A, an immortal to a radiant in Valorant, right? Like we grinded that we were that far up on PlayStation. We were kicking ass. We had a team that we played with all the time and you know, some things kind of went wrong with the game. Just they, they, they ended up coming out with a whole season. It was just called operation health. And that was about them rebuilding the, the strength of their game and, and, you know, basically putting in features that needed to be there and we stopped playing. And I don't, I don't want that halo to become that for me where I stopped playing halo. And then it all of a sudden is in a great state a, a year down the line and everyone's back on it. And I'm like, well, shit, I shouldn't have stopped playing. I missed out on so much. Sure. Um, that FOMO. Yeah. A little bit. Cause I, cause it already happened to me. Right. Yep. Um, not to say I'm that good at Halo or anything, but no, I'm okay. Mean, you're you're better than okay. So just take the game as it is, and when the improvements come, bonus at this point. Are there frustrating things now? Yep. Realistically, what can we do? We've I feel like the conversations have happened. Yeah. Things are in motion and we're just we are literally just waiting for features at this point. Yeah. The the one thing I'll say is that continue to let your voices be heard. But again, in a constructive and respectful way, like, because we, what you see all the posts, uh, about the hate, like just for, for, uh, what the fuck is, um, like trying to farm impressions and whatnot based off the negativity of the game. Sure. Right. And you see that all the time, not just in halo, but you see it all across the space. And, but you see these posts all the time. Like, Everybody is entitled to their own opinion. Absolutely. And, but there's, there's kind of like that right way and a wrong way to, to go about it. You know, we've talked about it all the time before. And while I, I have rants on the show for sure, it's like, I, I've also gotten to a point where it's, it is, I have to wait. Like I, there, it is what it is. There's nothing I can say anymore that will make things go faster. There's nothing I can say that will make them be like, Oh, we got to make that a priority. You know what I mean? So by all means, continue to let your voices be heard, but in a constructive and respectful manner. Because 
They do. Believe it or not, and I know that they do. They they don't just look at Halo support reports. You know, they look at Reddit. They look at Twitter. They check their DMs. They they are watching. They are listening. Believe it or not, they are. They may not be very vocal on specific things, but they are looking, they are watching, they are listening. And just just know that. And also know that there are they are real people behind the work that they do. They're real people. There's no magic switch that can just be flipped overnight. No. No. So well, yeah, we got we got infinite in a state that is less than desirable in some aspects and and is phenomenal in other aspects. I'll still still say the base gameplay feels phenomenal. It's part of me really fucking hates that. It's, it's like, Oh, but the foundation is so good because of how much I've heard it. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I get that. It's just, yes, but it is really good. It's yep. Yep. But man, the systems around it are not. So things are getting better. Things are being worked on. In the words of our show, we'll just have to wait and see. Will, are you ready for the return of the reflection corner? <laughs> Go for it. A segment that we have not done in a very long time. Uh, there. So we had a topic, uh, what, a couple, a few weeks ago, whatever it was, where it was, what makes Halo Infinite a live service game? Because... It doesn't feel like one right now. And I talked about on that episode where why does it feel like 343 haven't learned from previous live service games mistakes and came out the gate swinging with Infinite? Now, maybe a lot of this had to do with the development struggles, like Will mentioned, with the change in leadership, so on and so forth. The game basically feeling like it did a 180 at one point in time. But uh, I titled this The Pattern Continues because... um, for those who don't know, Polyphony Digital, they make the Gran Turismo franchise, uh, which is PlayStation exclusive, and whatever I'm about to say is not a knock on PlayStation because we're not like that. We have both consoles. Um, uh, yeah. Regardless, Eurogamer put out an article, and they states, uh, Polyphony Digital asked players to take a longer-term view on Gran Turismo 7 while ramping up its miserable grind. So for those who don't know, Gran Turismo 7 is an online only game, right? You have to have a stable internet connection. You have to be online in order to play the game, period. There is no offline mode. Um, uh, Gran Turismo had a service outage that lasted over 30 hours. Uh, you were literally unable to play the game for over 30 hours. If you wanted to get on and play, you couldn't. And it's, it's a, it is an issue with always online titles just the nature of the beast, right? Again, this is not to dig at PlayStation people. Um, I actually enjoy Gran Turismo 7. Um, But in a patch that they put out after this maintenance or whatever it was, they drastically reduced the amount of credits that you earn in game um, per race. And part of the whole like point of playing the game is that you earn credits for your races. You buy new cars. It gets you into bigger disciples. You, uh, or disciplines, I mean, and you continue your progress. You progress through the races New cars, new tracks, faster cars, whatever it may be, right? You progress. So they drastically cut the amount that you make. And Polyphony Digital asks players to take a longer-term view on Gran Turismo 7, a.k.a. live service, 
They want you to be playing this game for an extended period of time. They want you to be playing this game for years to come, right? Patrick Klepek of Waypoint, not Halo-related. Need to make sure that that's stated. This is not Halo Waypoint. Uh, Waypoint is a games journalist website. Um, I think they're owned by Vice, if I'm not mistaken, but regardless, it's Waypoint. He states, an interesting pattern here. With long-standing franchises like Halo and Gran Turismo dropping into the world of service games without having internalized the lessons of the service games that came before them. And I just wanted to point this out again because it's still, it's not, it's not that it's validating or anything like that. It's just, it's intriguing to see other people in the games journalist space. I'm not saying we are, I'm saying like them as games journalists are also looking at this as, huh, that's intriguing that like, we're not learning. We're not progressing. We're not moving forward. We're still stuck in these same tropes. Now, part of me wonders, Halo Infinite's been in development for six plus years, right? You look at Destiny, right? Destiny is not finished with its 10-year plan yet. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And Destiny was just starting, I guess you could say, their their uh, 10-year journey, their live service game aspect so maybe, maybe 343 weren't able to look at that. Who knows? Because it's been developed for so long for Infinite. Um, but then again, you could look at a Warframe scenario. There, it's, it's difficult for me because I wish... I'm not just talking about 343 here. Um, I just hope that this doesn't become the norm. I want them to progress because... Again, not just for Halo, but any game that comes as a live, as a live service. I want them to come out swinging... Because then other studios can also take note of that and things can keep progressing and we're not making the same mistakes over and over. That's what I want. And again, this is not trying to bash on Halo at all. It's just like, again, the reflection corner, trying to look back on the scenario and be like, huh, what happened there? And what can we do? Like, what can studios do to be like, let's not do that again. That's all. I just want to bring it up. Um, Beth going back on the topic, she says, uh, the foundation is great, but it's time to start putting up, uh, some studs and rafters and start, uh, framing this baby out from condom analogies for building analogies. (laughs) Perfect. You've had your kid from the broken condom. You start your family, you, you, you build your house. Good to go. There it is. It's going to take time. It's going to take time. That's where we're at. It is. Well, it's time for some regular news. 343 at GDC. This is by Halo. GDC 2022 will be held from March 21st through the 25th. And if you're attending... Members of 343 Industries will be there to deliver a series of deep dive sessions on Halo Infinite. And those with a subscription to the GDC Vault will also be able to view these on demand. In other words, it ain't fucking free. So, the people from 343 and their topics include, and again, if you want all of like the time information as to when these talks are going to be taking place, uh, check out the link in the Google Doc of the show notes of the show. But I'm just going to go through the names and their respective topics. 
So Bonnie Ross, who's the corporate vice president of 343 Industries, will be going over game career development. Uh, Kurt Deigert, the lead environment technical artist, and Michael Nelfers, the senior environment artist, are going to be going over visual arts. Makes sense. Uh, Danielle Gianetti is the principal architect at 343 and is going to be going over programming. We have Sarah Stern, the senior multiplayer designer, going over design. That'll be a fun one for our show if you're interested in watching that or listening to that. And then Bree Chin... Diarly? Diarly? Good with that. Senior lead gameplay engineer at 343 Industries will be going over programming as well. So if you're interested in any of those, again, all the times of those talks are included in the link in the Google Doc of the show notes of the show. Um, exclamation point show notes in chat if you're watching live or it'll be in the description on the other podcast services. And believe it or not, that's it for the regular news. Kind of the games watch. NYSL roster mania continues. This is by the NYSL. Uh, maybe all we needed was an X factor. They got the puns too. Will. Please join us in welcoming Paul X to NYSL. Paul will be entering as the team's flex position, and Crim6 will be uh, will assume the responsibilities of main AR. That means, at this point in time, Clayster will be moving to the bench. As always, we thank him for his hard work this season. And uh, they won against the Paris Legion. I think they won 3-1. to one. They got their win. They made the change that was... N- desperately needed. I'm not saying it was needed for Clayster to be put on the bench, but clearly this worked out in the short term. Uh, we'll see if this continues. That was a, a move that nece- I wasn't necessarily expecting, although we all knew that something needed to happen. Um, and finally, Gears Esports is no more. Uh, actually, before this, we also won against the Thieves, I think, yesterday oh, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the Rocker actually won something, for fuck's sake. but yeah gears esports is no more this is my gears esports program update after two and a half years of near constant gears 5 action today the coalition is announcing that this will be the final season of gears esports as we shift our focus to future progress well projects not progress jesus christ this marks the culmination of several years of gears esports competition Across multiple titles with thousands of players competing in hundreds of events across the world. While the global pandemic cut short our plans for live events, we're proud that through the support of our community and partners, we've been able to successfully continue the program throughout the last two years. As we announced last year, the coalition is working hard on the future of Gears, but we won't be talking about that anytime soon. Make sure to stay connected with at Gears of War on Twitter for future announcements. In the meantime, we have lots going on this season with the spring and summer majors, female tournaments, and of course, more watch and win rewards. We'll also be using the coming weeks to celebrate Gears Esports and look back on some of the great memories we've had together over the years. Finally, we'd like to thank everyone in the community who has played, watched, cheered, worked, or supported Gears Esports. We've had fun, and we, po- and we hope you have too. The end of an era, Will. The the king of trash talking competition is ending. As we know it, right? The coalition is working on something new. 
maybe if, I mean, I imagine it's a new gears title because that's what the studio was made for. Therefore, maybe we'll get a new iteration of gears esports down the line, but as we know it, this is ending. So the end of an era, that's it for cod and other games. Watch. Which means it's time for Will's Avengers of the Lovers and other games too. Will, what did you happen to play last week? Played some Halo Infinite. I grinded out my challenges for the week, completed the Tac Ops pass. SWAT! Yeah. And then got the capstone as well. And then I uh, played some ranked games with the one and only Jamar. Um, did some solo duo queue on controller. I don't have to worry about the PC people. True. It was a good time. Uh, I think we lost maybe two games total. Nice. It was pretty good. Pretty good. I learned I overextend a little bit too much. Sometimes he was like yelling at me, like, come back and all like, he's got me covered, but I'm just too far out. Sure. So I definitely do the same thing. Yeah. You want to push for those kills, man. Yeah. Press my advantage a little too much. Pop some heads. Yeah. Sometimes it doesn't work out. (laughs) Sometimes they pop your head instead. Yeah. Um, So that was, it was all good. And then I went through on destiny two and did my strikes, crucibles and gambit bounties and matches to get my gear. That's all, all I was able to accomplish in the time I had. Are you doing the weekly uh, seasonal story? The, Psy- the PSYOPs Battleground no, stuff? No, I'm not. You should. I haven't. It's a good story. I bet it is. I just, if if I want to, I feel like I'm at this point where, like, if I want to get everything done in Destiny, that's the only game I need to play. Yeah. Which sucks. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'm, I've resorted to only doing a few things a week because I'm almost near power cap. So, I'm chilling. And I, I completed the seasonal story, so now it's just now it's literally just chilling, doing what I want. So Jamar is in chat. We we did lose every oddball match. Maybe it's telling that we need to work on. Some, I need to work on some fucking oddball. Um, but then um, we had a crazy game. We were down like thirty five to what forty two, forty four, and we just we didn't. I wouldn't say turtle up, okay. but we we stuck together a little bit more. And yet Jamar went on a freaking killing frenzy. What does that say? 36 to 44. Holy shit. Was the score. And yeah, the game ended 50 to 49. When it became 49, 49, the enemy team respawned together. We were like on sea on live fire. And I'm like, I don't see anything out either side. I pop my head, three of them pushing bottom mid, throw both my nades, get a, get a couple shots on a guys. And I just, I started to get weak. So I dipped right. 49, 49. All of a sudden I see Jamar. He pushed all the way to a, I'm like, oh shit. And I called flank them. I called out they're coming bottom mid. So one came out key door. Yep. He was top sandbags. He jumped b- down, got the final Boom. kill, and that was it. I, I think I, I may have screamed. I don't remember, but that was sick. It was such a intense game. That's amazing. Uh, and Jamar, if you get that, please post it in the Discord. Yes, please do. Yes. That'd be awesome. That sounds wonderful. That's awesome. Yeah, those all oh, those are awesome. So yeah, he straight too. up went on a killing frenzy to end the game. He was on a he was on a roll. That's awesome. Congrats on the win. Well earned. Felt good. Yeah, well fought, well earned. Well, it's just, you get down 36 to 44 and you're like, well, this is over. Right. Normally. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, we went on a run. That's fucking awesome. Fucking run. That's fucking awesome. (laughs) 
All right, what'd you play, Josh? That's it for me. Uh, I played some Halo Infinite as well. Did the community play date? Uh, that was a fun time. Um, we we started with some SWAT, and then we went into some BTB, and it was fun and funny. Um, gotta give a like heavy, heavy shout out to uh, I think it was Drew. Risky Drew? Yeah, give me a second just to make absolutely sure here because I'm pretty sure that's what it was, but I don't want to get it wrong. Um, do, 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 do. Yeah, it was. It was Drew. Uh, Drew, last game of the night. Um, It was on fucking... I always forget what the fucking name of the map is. It doesn't matter. Uh, we are playing... It was Stronghold... Wait, it was Total Control. It was total control. And Drew dropped 60 plus kills Jeez. that game. It went to time and we won, but the man dropped over 60 kills. And I'm sitting there like he was that he was just absolutely popping off. It was insane. Um, so Drew, congratulations to you. That was awesome. Glad we won that game for sure. Um, and then pancakes, I want to say sorry to you because I forgot that you were trying to get a sniper clip for Justin and, uh, I had sniper and I barely did anything with it. So if I would have remember, remembered that I would have dropped it for you, but you know, fuck you. So waffles are better. <laughs> French toast. Is I, also uh, better. I clipped a sniper shot last night for nice. Justin. So I'll send that in the discord yes. today when I get home. Perfect. Perfect. Um, okay. Played some Elden Ring. I found a build that I like. I'm full-blown Harry Potter shit now. Um, so I'm a, I'm a sorcerer. That's basically it. I, I fling shit from my wand, and that's, that's what I do. Uh, but that's besides the point. The game I really want to hit home that everybody should fucking play because it's on Game Pass for fuck's sake, is Tunic. The Legend of Zelda with a fox with some Dark Souls-esque gameplay. Or combat, I guess you could say. It's so good. It's been in development for like seven fucking years. It's finally out. I've been waiting for a very long time for this, and I swear to God, everybody should play it. I feel like not enough people are going to play it. So I want to take just this two seconds to say that people need to play the game. It's on Game Pass. Please. And if you don't have Game Pass, it's on Steam as well. God, it's fucking good. And the soundtrack is phenomenal as well. Play Tunic, please. That's all I play. All right. Shall we get into some shout-outs? <laughs> Shout-out to everyone who joined in the community play date. It was a fun time. Um... We had some some good games overall. A couple frustrating ones as well. High power is still the worst fucking map ever. We had a we actually, you know what's funny? We had a game where we actually had a tank spawn on our side of the map. But an enemy was right next to it. So they got it. That was so sad. I played a game. I was doing challenges. It must have been Fiesta. And it was on, uh, not bizarre, uh, 
behemoth. And a tank spawned on behemoth. That's fucking weird. Yeah, it was like the vehicles were randomized that were popping up. Oh, God, that's fucking weird. So it could have been a wasp, a ghost, that whatever. That sounds god-awful. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that map is already god-awful, but the, the fucking scorpion on that map sounds really fucking bad. It's great. Um, I finally, for the first time, got a grapple jack. Uh, I got it on a wasp, and I finally got that achievement. Like it took me forever. And I finally, I beeline them. Like I, he was, he was on our side uh-huh. and I just, I had a grapple shot and I'm like, I'm not fucking getting away until I get this. And I just ran with him as he just flew away. I'm like, all you have to do is just get a little bit lower, get a little bit fucking lower. A little bit. And then he did. And I got him and I'm like, yes. And that was, that was the best part. My, uh, I don't even know what to call it. A repulse Jack on the, uh, the Banshee in that game. You were in it. Me, you, Justin. Oh my God! Yes, this need, is the best play I ever. To, I need to post that. There's just a banshee coming right at me and Josh, and I look at the ground and re- jump and repulse up and jack the banshee midair. So from my viewpoint, so this was on Behemoth as well, fucking whatever. But uh, so I'm in one of the towers, right? I'm at the top of the tower, Banshee. I didn't even know you were below me. Yeah. And so Banshee's flying, and I'm like, fuck, fuck, fuck! I'm gonna die by this. Next thing I see right in front of me is you zoom. (laughs) Like I had no idea what you had. So like I see you zoom up, grapple him. And I'm like, wait a fucking what? And then I see it flip and I'm like, oh my God, you got that. And it's, it was insane. It was literally in front of my face. And I have this little peephole to look through, right? Because I'm at the top of the tower and you're just down there. And I wish I could have seen your POV. Oh, it was great. It was great because I, it, it was literally that, that like feeling of I'm going to fucking die to, Oh my God, I'm not dead. It is all because you did that. It was so good. Oh my God. Yeah, I need to pull that clip. Mm-hmm. It'd be good. That was one of the best things I've ever seen by far. Um, shout out to everyone who followed and sub during the live show. Uh, we have some follows from a couple days ago. These included, Oh God. We have ride MX two Oh four sniper blade, salty rifle, uh, C Dilla 19 defroki agent pew pew, uh, diplomas and roadkill six thirty. Thank you all so much for the follows. Greatly appreciated. Thank you so much. Um, and then happy belated birthday to Eli X. Happy belated birthday to you, sir. Community creations, Halo Beams every day, reddit.com forward slash r forward slash Halo Memes. Clips of the week number 149 by High Tech Redneck. One away from the 150 mark. Congratulations, Beth. Halo Community Spotlight by Alex Wakeford. That Waypoint article is up. We have Eclipse, episode two, No More Underdogs by E United. Again, a great series. And I still think their intro is one of the best things ever. Yo! Beth with the 22-month resub. Thank you so much for the resub. You get a woo! Thank you so much. Um, And seriously, that Eclipse uh, docuseries, the intro is so good. Like, the their animated intro is phenomenal. Um, And then Phase Smartens Episode 2 by Phase uh, it's a, it's like a 10 minute video and a tweet. So there's that. Um, well, that's, that's really all I got. I see that you like, <laughs> I typed out my plugs this week. 
I see that. Uh, Therefore, that, I mean, that's all I got. So I'll let you read through what you have here for the plug in the show, please. Remember to check out HGS Pro Talk on your favorite podcasting platform like Josh's Pocketcast. For video content, come come watch us live on Twitch or VODs on YouTube. Pocketcast. There you go. To stay up to date with us, please check out our Twitter at HGS Pro Talk. We do also have a Facebook and Instagram if you're interested in checking those out. We also have our lovely Discord if you'd like to interact with ourselves and members of our community that you may hear about on the show. Hop into our Discord. HGS Pro Talk is a real thing. Go check that out. Oh my uh, God. And don't forget about the fine folks over at Podcast Evolve for all your lore needs. Make sure to check out HaloPodcast.com. Podcast.com. Po- Podcast.com. <laughs> HaloPodcast.com. Your home for Halo. They have your show- home for Halo. Thanks, Josh. Uh, they have shows such as Podcast Evolve, Mission Debrief, Book Club, Builds with Blocks, Halo Headlines, and Halo TV Plus will be their new show coming out with the edition of Halo on Paramount Plus. We're only a few days away for the show, like the, the Paramount show releasing it's that quick huh it's that fucking quick we're almost at the end of march it's nutty and beth if you're talking about pocket pocket casts it is really good and if you're not talking about pocket cast pocket cast is really good (laughs) not an ad not (laughs) literally not an ad just like i use their service every day josh just loves it i do all right josh that's all i got sweet uh, Will, I don't have anything major uh, to talk about for like next week's show because I imagine something will happen mm-hmm. and we'll probably talk about it at that point. Well, don't be a shitter. <laughs> Bring that back. You know, I mean, we do have an, e- an emote for it. So, yeah. But, yeah, don't be a shitter. Um, oh, the Eclipse intro. Shit. Well, that's really good, too. That's true. It is really good. Uh, guys, that's going to do it for episode 227 of HS Pro Talk. Um, I want to thank you very much if you're tuning in live. Thank you for being here. Hope you had a great time at or during the show. At the show, sitting wherever you're at, standing wherever, shitting wherever you're at, you know, just enjoying. Working the, wherever you're working at. Working wherever you're at. Yeah, whatever you're doing. You may be shitting while working. Yeah, I mean, hey, I'm not one to judge. Mm. There's, there's an Elmo meme that I absolutely adore that uh, our buddy Dom showed me a long time ago. It's, uh, have you ever, have you seen this? Elmo meme? No. Oh, it, I'll show, I'll show it to you. But like, it's, uh, oh God, it's so fucking funny. It's, it's Elmo. Like, uh, it's like a tickle me Elmo or whatever. And it's on the toilet and it's going like this. And for those watching the video, you'll see what I'm doing. But like, if you're listening to the audio, you won't know what I'm doing. But, uh, it's the caption is boss makes a dollar. I make a dime. That's why I poop on company time. And I'm like, yeah, it's fucking awesome. It's so funny. If, if you spend 10 minutes a day pooping at work, that equates to a week of time that you would be paid for pooping at work throughout a year, 10 minutes a day. So in other words, Make sure your shit at work. Make that money. <laughs> um, no, but seriously, if you're tuning in live, thank you so much. I hope you have a great night, and thank you for joining us. If you're listening to the audio version of the show or you're watching the VOD over on YouTube or wherever you're catching it, thank you very much as well. Hope you guys have a phenomenal rest of your week. Uh, make sure to watch some Halo, play some Halo, um, and we'll make sure to talk about Halo every single week. We'll be back next week, but until then. 